Hey Radio Horror fans and fans of this podcast, make sure you check out the Shaunashay Film Festival happening October 2nd through the 5th. That's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in Worcester at Nick's Bar on 124 Millbury Street, as well as Southbridge, Massachusetts. Skip Shea is a writer-director filmmaker who has a fantastic festival in honor of his late daughter. Skip Shea has an amazing selection of films from every genre of filmmaking. It's something for you to check out. The money from the Shauna Shea Film Festival goes to a scholarship in honor of Skip's daughter. Check out more information on Facebook.com, Shauna Shea Film Fest, or on the Shauna Shea Film Fest website. are listening to the Goth Girl Horror, the official podcast of the comic book series Hack Slash. It's created by Tim Seeley. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am your co-host, Serena. And tonight, if you know anything about the TV series Riverdale, the song you heard is a cover by the band Dokin from The Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors, which is a great movie. Also, the transition of where Freddy went from horror slasher scary guy to comedy hijinks kind of scary guy but this was in an episode of Riverdale this season in a flashback breakfast club style episode of the show and the reason why we're playing it is because the issue we're covering is an homage to Archie um, before there was even a thing called Archie Horror because this issue came out in 2007 Seven. but Archie Horror didn't really start until like five years ago or something like that Right. I believe that's yeah. I believe that's correct. Yeah, uh, with after afterlife with Archie. Now Archie had like had yeah. a horror connection, and by horror I'm using quotations and using a loose term of it with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which had mm-hmm. never really been a horror comic. It was more like a supernatural funny book. Kind of. 
same thing with the TV series. They didn't worship the devil. They didn't go to school about Satan. Like no, not TV really. Show which got sued by the real life temple of Satan, which is in my backyard of Salem, Massachusetts. Afterlife with Archie came out in October 2013. Okay, so definitely about six years ago, five, six years ago. So we've had Afterlife with Archie, we've had The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, we've Mm -hmm. had Veronica, we now have Mm -hmm. The Jughead Werewolf. Jughead the Hunger. Right, and then we have the crossover with those two books. And we have various other series such as Archie Meets the Predator, Archie and the Sharknado, and currently Archie's um, spinoff characters, Betty and Veronica with Red Sonia and Vampirella, which is a mixture of fantasy and horror. Because there's people but getting killed in it. But that's a Dynamite comic, I thought. Right, but it's still the Archie characters. Yeah, but I don't, like, I don't, I wouldn't consider those part of, like, Archie horror. No, but they're still, it's still part of the Archie universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that's because of the success they had with uh, Betty and Veronica meet Harley and Ivy. Yeah, probably. Um, and I think I named... Oh, and then there's also Archie versus... Uh, sorry, Archie meets Kiss. Kiss has always yeah. had kind of a horrific look to them. Yeah, oh, we totally forgot that there's also Blossom 666. Yeah, what is that about? It was an Archie horror... It was just a miniseries. Yeah, but um, what was... I, five I, I, issues. But what was it about? The Blossom Twins and being incestuous like the Lannister Twins? Um, not, <laughs> not so much, but one of them is the Antichrist. And of that's all they are. Because it's really good. And then, of course, there is the two TV series. Also, oh, I, before I forget, there's, there was also an Archie horror cartoon series in the late 90s. Was it afterlife with archie or something else something else but it was like monsters showing up at riverdale every week and the archie characters look like the way we know and love them classic style archie and it was um like monster of the week kind of episode okay yeah i only watched a couple episodes of it i wasn't a huge fan but now we have riverdale which is like twin peaks archie pretty much (laughs) kind of yeah yeah I mean, they've had serial killers, cults, D&D game that brings about some horned demon-looking thing, and now coming yeah. up in a flash-forward sequence, we have another murder mystery kind of on our hands. I like it, but at the same time, like, it's not the Archie that I was thinking of when, you know, I heard about the show Riverdale. Oh, right. Nobody did. And everyone, that's yeah. why everyone hates it or loves it, because they look at that and go... They're just using the names of the characters. None of these characters are representing who they are. And I'm like, are they, though? Because Veronica's still really rich. Betty's still the wholesome girl next door to an extent. I mean, she's a webcam model, too. Um, yeah. Ju- yeah, and the whole thing, the, the only character I feel like they really drastically completely changed was Jughead being, like, the gang leader of Riverdale and his dad being, like, the. it's like the Sons of Anarchy of yeah. Riverdale. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, all of the parents on Riverdale are former teen heartthrobs. They Steve are. Steve Altrich was one of the killers in Scream. Yes, there is actually a, um, there is an episode of Riverdale in season three, I believe, where Ski Ulrich, who's playing Jughead's dad, he climbs through um, Betty's window and the cell phone drops, and it parallels the scene of him climbing through Sydney's window in Scream when his cell phone drops perfectly, like frame for frame. It is 
awesome. I love, like, I watched it and was losing my shit because I am such a scream person. That was what I grew up with. And if Skeet cut his hair and shaved his face, he would not have looked like he's aged. No, no, he definitely would not. No. But hey, he still looks good. Yeah, and someone told me that uh, Betty, uh, Veronica's parents were big uh, Nueve teen heartthrobs before they came to America. Yes! And we have Betty's father was a sheriff. He's a Baldwin. Is he? I'm pretty sure. Okay, but he's also the sheriff in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he's also the crazy drunk guy in Dead Man on Campus starring Mark Paul Gossler. <laughs> kind of funny. Yes, comedy. I remember that movie. Yeah. Sadly, however, Archie's dad, Fred Andrews, was played by Luke Perry, who unfortunately passed away earlier this year. Undoubtedly one of the biggest teen heartthrobs there was, he played Pike in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie and, of course, Dylan McKay in Beverly Hills 90210. He also starred in Jeremiah back in 2004, which was a pretty cool post-apocalyptic dystopian show with, coincidentally, another 80s child star, Malcolm Jamal Warner, who played C.O. Huxtable on The Cosby Show. Compared to the other parents on Riverdale who were glamorous and wealthy, Luke brought a sense of gravitas to the show playing Fred. He was the everyman of the show, a hardworking dad just trying to give his son a good life. He will surely be missed. His mom is played by Molly Ringwald, who might be one of the biggest stars from the 80s, period. She started on Facts of Life and went on to star in Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, The Breakfast Club, and The Pickup Artist, just to name a few. And then, uh, we're not going to go into the big IMDb about who these actors are. You want to look it up, look it up yourself. But let's just say, everyone's got a horror connection on that show big time. And I, I really enjoyed the last season of Riverdale. I loved... The only thing I didn't like is the episode that we just played the clip from, the song from. I do mm-hmm. not like how they do that whole, oh, we look just like our parents did. Yeah. that's not how genetics works. Genetics usually waits a generation yeah. or two for you to go... Wow, I look like my great-grandfather. And yes, I do look like my great-grandfather. You look at pictures of my great-grandfather and me, we have a lot of similarities. Take it back. (laughs) Hold on. Sorry. I take it back. He is not a Baldwin. His name is Lachlan Monroe, but he looks like one of the freaking Baldwins. Oh. um, He's one of those guys that, like, you see his face all the time, and you're like, oh, I kind of know that guy, but you always think he's someone else. It is very funny how sexy Riverdale is, too, by the way. <laughs> it is, especially considering that Archie comics were so wholesome. Right, and Betty and Veronica are gearing down in their bra and panties constantly. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, them is some push-up bras. Yes, they are. Yeah. Um, and by the way, yes, I understand these characters are supposed to be 15 years old, but they're played by 20-something-year-old actors. In fact, the yeah. only character who was actually a teenager when he got cast was Archie himself. He was 17 when he got cast as Archie. K.J. Apa was? I didn't know that. He is the youngest cast member of that show. Aw. Isn't that hilarious? Considering he had a tumultuous hot affair with his smoking hot teacher. Miss Grundy, yeah. Who in the comics is like the age of Aunt May, like 60 or something. (laughs) Yeah. Nowadays, if you pick up the newest issue of Amazing Spider-Man, Aunt May looks like she's in her 40s. (laughs) Oh, yeah. She's definitely got a skincare routine working. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. All right. We're going to jump right into the issue now of Hack Slash, which is a giant homage to Archie, and Serena has the episode synopsis for us. 
Today we are covering issue number six of the ongoing series titled Double Date, written by Tim Seeley with art by Fernando Pinto, Stefano Caselli, Tim Seeley, and Splash, with letters by Brian J. Crowley. Double Date was released by Devil's View Press in November 2007. This issue opens with Kathy rescuing a young co-ed whose boyfriend has been killed on her car with a cross that looks rather familiar. Father Rath is back. At Haverhill High, Kathy and Vlad have stepped into an Archie doppelganger twilight zone. Kathy pops into the local diner to talk to the kids about the recent death. Father Rath is stalking a couple he hopes to make his next victim, but they don't sin, while Vlad is investigating a nearby church. In the park, one of the students is upset he doesn't have a date for the upcoming dance and buys pills from a shady character telling him they'll put an X through all their problems. At the dance, one of the students is dressed in a Father Rath costume when another Father Rath appears. Kathy spots one of them and pounces, but is kicked out when it's revealed it's just a student while the real Father Rath waits. A couple sinning in the gym showers is his target. He kills the boy, but the girl escapes. Vlad catches him, but, it's, but he's not the real Father Rath. The young student explains that he is the nephew of Father Rath and is taking up his mantle. Vlad leaves him bloody on the floor. As Kathy and Vlad leave Haverhill, they ponder how sometimes you just want sweet and good and simple. Vlad then lets Kathy in on a little secret of his. Vlad is horny. <laughs> it is funny how the uh, the art changes so drastically when they're in the town for that wholesome Archie kind of look. That, that and they even like did it with like all the like the dots. Like everywhere yeah. in the ink and stuff like that. That is that is funny. But the art, the two three pages of regular art we get, God, that art is fantastic. Who is that? It's um, that, well, is that it was, him? That's him. Right? I don't know. All four of them were credited as doing the art, so I'm not sure who did what. But it definitely looks like Tim. And then the first cover is by Tim C. The in the second cover, uh, which just has uh, like blood on Cassie's face, it's the trade paperback cover is by Ross Campbell. Oh, okay. Yeah, I but I like the uh, how Tim was able to draw Cassie like the way we know her to be, as well as father, but she's carrying like the Archie-like character. Yeah, I really liked it. And I really like that they did it how they did the... It's not like a whole issue, just Archie style. Like, they went to this whole little town, and it was like, God, what was that movie? Oh. Like Pleasantville or something? Or did Are you they talking about the one with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Spider-Man? Yeah, I think so. Tobey Maguire? I think so. I think that's what I'm thinking of. But anyways, I really liked how they did that. That whole like other city realm thing is like this whole other kind of art. There we go. That's the word. Words are hard. I understand. I know. I do love how she's like, um, it looks like she's trying to pull. Okay, so the victim is trying to pull her shirt back up. Or I guess maybe she's completely naked. <laughs> I thought I thought she was completely naked. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, I thought that was like oh yeah. That's what she's naked. That's what you get. They were sinning. Yeah, they were sinning. That that's he he's activated by sin. Yes. It's kind of like in uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Jason's activated by fucking. <laughs> of course. <laughs> These characters are just ridiculous. It reminds me of the animation style of Clerks, the animated series. Kind of. I thought that the the on the when we get the first page of Archie stuff, I feel like the one in the green looks like a fat shaggy. 
<laughs> I mean, later on, like again, I think I texted you that I thought Art, uh, Archie, I thought Cassie and Vlad hiding in the shadows looked like Jay and Silent Bob. And they do. <laughs> and they're hanging outside. This is Loyal Jay, Rain. my hetero lifemate, Silent Bob. Yes, they do. They're, they are. I mean, he, Vlad has the coat. She's all. She just needs to be singing "Goodbye Horses" right now. Like it's. Jane, I mean, I guess she she could do that, except she doesn't need to tuck anything back. True, true. Step right up and throw down some bucks at Jane Soundbox TNT Rio. <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't even know it, Soundbob. Snoogans. Are you crazy? These kids could really hurt themselves with this stuff. Hurt themselves? Heck, man, they could blow their hands off. See this? This is an M80, my brother. A quarter stick of dynamite. Which means four of these bad boys equals, like, two sticks of dynamite, man. Alright, so that was a good a little clip from Jay, the uh, Clerks animated series, which uh, I will be covering on my upcoming uh, podcast, the Dead TV podcast, when we are finished with uh, the Adams Family podcast. Nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so they're in this, like, Archie-esque, which I understand why they had to, like, change it so it couldn't look entirely like Archie, probably due to copyright yeah. reasons, but they wanted to do a parody, so this is the best they could come up with. Uh, I thought it was good, though. Yeah, no, it's totally cool. I like Cassie's outfit in it. It's actually mm-hmm. kind of conservative. <laughs> <laughs> it is Archie world. Um, the girls doing the car wash or whatever and, like, getting their shirts wet. Um, I have seen girls only car wash, and, yes, they do do this. <laughs> um, I participated in many a girls' car wash, and we never did that. <laughs> it must have been an uber-Christian car wash. <laughs> no. <laughs> we were cheerleaders. Oh, even sexier. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wash any cars. Uh-huh. No, I actually got put out, like, on the corner with the sign because I was terrible at washing the car. Tell me more about being sitting on a corner in a cheerleader outfit. That's all I know. Okay. <laughs> and then this kid wants to buy some oxycodone or some roofies. What, roofies, right? I thought it was, like, roofies. Yeah. Date rape. Good job. Oh, yeah. I love Cassie's outfit. Uh, Her nun costume uh, yeah. is one of the cutest versions of Cassie oh ever. Oh my god, I would love to see that drawn without it being a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> like the real life version? Oh yeah, I mean, I could probably walk into the Halloween store I work at or whatever and just look at some of the models on the car. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, naughty nurses, naughty nuns. Why does this guy come dressed as, like, the father? Where would you even find out about that costume? The internet? Yeah, I don't know. That was one part that I was confused about, and I even went back in the issue a little bit just to see if I could see if he explained it or whatnot, but he never does. It's just a plot hole, I guess. Okay, so at what point do you think in comic books, car, uh, comic books, cartoons, movies, and video games did it become socially unacceptable to stop using roofies as a plot device? Like eight years ago. <laughs> Seriously, stop with the roofies. You're just giving people ideas. Right, right, right. Do you know what song they're playing? Mm. Come on, baby, let's do the twist. Like, it's your birthday? Yeah. No. It's uh, 50 Cent. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. No, it's not. Hold on. No, in the comic books? The one that they're, like, dancing to? I thought it was. I thought it was this. No, 
never more prevalent than in the movie Pulp Fiction with John Travolta and Uma Thurman. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the song they're singing um, at that part, but later in the comics they're singing 50 Cent. Ah. Do you remember that episode? Remember that TV show I texted you about one night? I was watching it, wondering if you'd ever seen it before. Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. There's a great episode where Sam, the episode I was watching that night, Sam leaps into a DJ, and the DJ and the Chubby Checker comes into the radio station um, to hand over an album, or whatever. And Al the hologram is like, "Do you know who this is? This is Chubby Checker. Come on, baby, let's do that to us." And then of course they're uh, they. It's also played in uh, Spider-Man Three when uh, uh, Mary Jane and Harry are dancing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but, uh, hey, listen, people, what I'm telling you, stay away from my runaround Susie, that's not, and then they also play Go, Johnny, Go, Johnny, Be Good, Mm-hmm. okay, you know, which was by Chuck Berry, Go, Go, and Sip, Baccarat, It's Like Your Birthday, is that the it's song, decent. is that the song, like, It's Your Birthday, from, like, the, yeah, is that, like, the song party, from the like, Happy Death it's Day, it's your birthday, we gonna sip a car, no, Oh, that's not from Happy Death Day? Uh, I'm not sure if it is. I don't remember if it was in the movie. But okay. no, it's 50 Cent from like way long time ago. I'm not into having sex. I ain't into making love. So give me a hug if you into getting rubbed. Yeah, it's called Inda Club. Like N-D-A Club. That's oh, the name of the okay. Gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And yeah. you know, we don't give a fuck because it's your birthday. Yeah. There's a lot of songs <laughs> in here for such like few panels. It's like a six panel it is. Well, hey. they're at a dance, I guess. Right, right. It is very funny that the guy grabs Cassie on the ass and she doesn't kill him. Right, but boy, she sure does come close. Yeah, down, man, down. Yeah, <laughs> don't do off. that. <laughs> Not cool, guys. And then she gets kicked out of prom for thinking this is Father Ray. Yeah, which, I mean... Technically, well, I mean, maybe they just don't know who Cassie is. They just think she's some crazy chick. <laughs> they don't tolerate like fighting in Archie, right? Or Haverhill. This chick definitely looks like she is like naked underneath her dress when she's humping Dracula in the shower. Yeah, there's no underpants there. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Sinners, Which okay, so I almost got these two confused. The chick in the pink dress is different than the girl in the pink uh, cat costume. Yes. That seems to be coming on to Vlad, who's obviously getting, you know, horny. Yeah, I I think he liked it. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Then we find out the origin of who this guy is. Yes, which is actually, like, kind of cool, but super random. Sequel slasher. Like, yeah, kind this of. Is some guy I didn't know how in, to feel about it. This is, some, this is like, have you ever seen... Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. Yes, I have, because I just bought them. Okay. So in that, you know that is just some random guy, an yeah. ambulance driver, whose son was at the Institute for the Mentally uh, Deranged Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to that, I think. Yeah, I think it is, too. Um, I just had a question. Does Vlad actually kill him? He looks like he snaps his neck, yeah. You yeah, hear the okay. crack. Oh, yeah, okay, I missed that. So, yeah, he definitely killed him. All right. And then the girl's like, thank you for saving me. By the way, Vlad has green skin again. Mm-hmm. And then they leave Haverhill, and it's back to what looks like Tim Feely, Stefano Caselli, 
traditional art? I think that uh, Father Rath, 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 Rath has a cool costume. It's a priest mm-hmm. costume, but the mask with the tears, you know? Yeah. I think that's a good look. Yeah, it is. I thought it was pretty sweet. Preacher, the series is getting uh, is ending after four seasons. Oh, I never watched it. Yeah, I love the comic. I hated the show. Oh. Yeah, that goes back to their typical. <laughs> God damn it, Vlad! I love that. Um, <laughs> where is Haverhill? Um, I don't know. Is it actually a place? <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's a that's in. Um, Massachusetts. Yeah, there's a Haverhill, Massachusetts. How did you not know that? I don't know. Yeah, they could possibly be in Massachusetts. Um, No, there is. It's a Haverhill city in Massachusetts between Salem, Plaisto, and Georgetown. I'm aware. (laughs) Oh. Well, you just said that you didn't know or you just thought. I I thought, but I, 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 I knew there was one in Massachusetts, but I didn't know if they were actually in Massachusetts. Oh, if they were in the same Haverhill. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think with, like, because I'm just looking at it on the map, where it looks like it is, it's probably the same one, just because, I don't know, it sounds like you guys would have some spooky stuff out there. We do sometimes have some spooky stuff out here, and don't, here and there. don't answer right away, but uh, do you know what famous person comes from Haverhill, Massachusetts, who has a movie coming out in theaters this week? Why do I don't know? Why do I want to say something like Stephen King? Nobody in particular came from Haverhill, Massachusetts that has a movie coming out this week for limited run in theaters, the third chapter of his uh, beginning of his movie career. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. I still have to find if there's any theaters playing it around me, but I doubt it. Just to hold your horses for a quick second. Tickets for this thing going online anywhere from 15 to $20 a ticket for the very limited run of Three from Hell. However, mm-hmm. it was just announced this weekend that it will be on DVD, Blu-ray in a month. Yeah, but I still want to see it in the theater. Right. So you can either go see it in theaters or spend the 15 to $20 and just buy the film okay. when it comes out. Nice. <laughs> and own it. Yes. <laughs> Which is still also contributing to the help and welfare of Rob yeah, Zombie and Sherry Boom Zombie. I'm gonna do that because I saw the ticket price and I was and the, both the theater the theater I wanted to go to, it sold it's almost sold out. I'm mean, being a cramped theater. And as much as I want to see this movie so badly, it's like okay, I will take that money and yeah. just wait a month and just buy it on disc. I own all of his movies. The only Got one it. that I never bought was uh, Lords of Salem because the studio gave that to me when they were doing interviews for the movie. Oh well, that's cool. Yeah. And in 2002, at a little store called Strawberries, when those used to be a thing, I met Rob Zombie. 
sweet. That is super sweet. Yeah, uh, I was the first person in line, and I got a picture, a couple pictures with them. Very cool. Very, very cool. cool. The letters page has a lovely, lovely girl posing as Cassie, and a guy who poses as Vlad. I can't really see who it is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But she says it's her boyfriend in the cosplay. Oh, cool. My boyfriend, Vlad, really enjoyed it, too. The double weapon swipe arm dissembering totally did it for him. So whoever decided on adding that in the first comic series is a, needs a hug. But yeah, that's a picture of her on the page with her boyfriend. They were at an anime convention in Georgia. Nice. At the time of the book coming out. Very cool. Tim Seeley like here. It. Hope you enjoyed it. our little excursion into Haverhill. Quest artist, guest artist, Fernando Pinto and Stefano Caselli. Okay, so that's them actually. Yeah, okay. M. Stone needed a month off, so I concocted this bizarre mix of teen comic and teen horror. The book will return to normal next month with issue seven. Nice. Yeah, which I think issue seven, again, has two covers, one of which is on the back, uh, Cassie holding up a zombie head, and another one which I think she's, like, diving over somebody with a baseball bat rising above her head. It mm-hmm. looks like a pumpkin man. Pumpkin man. Do I have the right cover? Yes. I just don't have that one. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I don't have the issue right in front of me, so don't don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Back from HorrorsNotDead.com, which is not a website I've ever heard of before, I do not think I am exaggerating in the least when I say Tim Seeley's creation is the best thing to happen to the slasher film since the end of the 80s. Um, I agree. I disagree with that, considering Wes Craven came out with Scream in 1995. Oh, true. <laughs> hmm. What else we got? Ads are all the same, except for one called Drafted, which I don't know anything about. Sounds like football or military. So. It looks like a football player. In all right, bondage no. Gear. Yeah, everything else is pretty much the same. They keep running that Chucky ad, which is really crazy. Yeah. It's also funny, they printed the letter page on the back. I saw that. I thought that was a little bit odd. Yeah, a little different, I guess. Yeah. Um Saw a little break in the... I guess we have a big storyline coming up, uh, the tub, yeah. hot tub time machine or something, whatever. Something like that. And then we have the fear, which I can't be, wait to be educated. I'm not going to look up anything about that. I want you to tell me all about it. Uh, I'm okay. not going to prepare myself whatsoever for that episode other than reading the issue. Got it. Okay. So I, I will really prepare. I will rewatch the Denzel Washington movie Fear, though. Okay. Wait, or, wait, was that the Denzel Washington? No, that was the... Uh, Dennis Quaid movie, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dennis Quaid movie, Fear. (laughs) And you can tell me how those two things are similar or different. I will. (laughs) Super cool issue. Yeah, super cool issue. Now, we have a question. And uh, we don't know if we'll get any response on this, but I thought we should talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) Excuse me, I'm sorry. Earlier we mentioned a Vampirella Red Sonia Betty Veronica comic book. There is yes. also a Vampirella Red Sonia team-up comic book. There yes. is also a Vampirella comic book. Yes. And there has been a Vampirella hack slash comic book and a crossover. Yes. Or, well, she guest starred in hack slash. Yeah. It is the 50th anniversary of the creation of the buxom vampire from the planet Draclon. Mm-hmm. Should we, as the podcast... In honor of the 50th anniversary of this buxom beauty, cover the miniseries Hackslash vs. Vampirella, despite the fact we're not there yet, and it, we're not even there yet in the continuity of the comic books 
because according to our good friend Greg, it takes place between the Devil's Due and the Image series. I think we should, just so that I can brag about the super cool art germ noir Vampirella cover I have that is gorgeous, and I can post it. <laughs> okay. I would be totally excited to do that. That'd be cool. Okay. So the next issue of Hackslash is a standalone issue, right? It's not yeah. part of the Tub Wars? Okay. So do you think that we should possibly do the standalone issue, then do the Vampirella 50th Anniversary Tribute miniseries for the month of October? Yes. Okay, it is six issues, though. Definitely. Well, we could do, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. So we are going to cover the Vampirella hack slash crossover, despite the fact it is at a publication order and it is at a continuity mm-hmm. order, but it is the 50th anniversary of Vampirella. And by the time we get her to her 60th anniversary, we will be 10 years from now. I don't even want to get that far ahead. Yeah. Um, also, Vampirella just launched a brand new number one because, God forbid, we needed to. Vengeance of Vampirella is also getting launched again, which is going to continue the continuity from Vengeance of Vampirella number 25, which ignores the events of a previous storyline, but we'll get into that. We'll get into Vampirella's like history in those episodes. So every episode will actually have a piece of Vampirella history, where she came from, good. the only piece of media she has ever been betrayed in, which was a god-awful Showtime movie. <laughs> <laughs> So um, stay tuned. We will be going out of sync for Vampirella Hackslash's crossover, which is the first yeah. time Cassie and Vlad met Vampirella. Sweet. And she apparently has a thing for giant hulking bruisers. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the notes I have here for this episode. No big uh, tie-ins other than what we talked about earlier in the episode with Archie Horror. Uh, mm-hmm. Recommendations for Archie Horror, I would, if you would like to check out. The Sabrina comic book is amazing. It is incredibly different than the TV series and somewhat similar. Yes, it is. Well, in my opinion, which Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is the comic book series that got me into comic books. I have all of them and double copies of some. Um, No, it's not like the TV show whatsoever. No. The TV show actually plays it, I think, a little bit. I think the TV series, Sabrina, not the, the one starring Melissa Joan Hart, but the TV series on Netflix is Killing Adventures, yeah. darker but lighter than Riverdale yep. in so many ways. Yeah, like it's darker than Riverdale, yes. But if you look at the comic book, it's still not as dark as the comic book was. Right. Like in the comic book, Madam Satan rips her face off of some other chick's face. That's how she's got her face. Like it was brutal. <laughs> But definitely good. Like, I would recommend Archie Horror to, like, anybody that loves comic books and horror comic books especially because they are the comic books that got me into comics, and that's how I got here. So Another big phrase about Sabrina is um, the other characters on the show, like who you just mentioned, Madam Death, right, is her name? Madam Death, Madam Death, right, that's her name. Madam uh, Satan. Madam Satan is portrayed by a very famous actor which many pe- actress many people were so excited to see when she's on the show from a yeah. very popular British TV series here's a little Just hint a little- for anybody who's not sure Like, 
Michelle Gomez, who plays Missy, the master. I freaked out when I heard she was cast as Madden Satan. Oh, like, my God. Lost my shit. She just chews up that scenery so beautifully. Oh. And let me tell you, the, the, the music I'm playing is not from her being on the show. It's actually from the David Tennant, which is also great uh, because, nice. you know, Good Omens is fantastic. Um, but there is never a better opening title sequence than either the the big epic showdown from season four where like everyone guest starred and the t- the names are like flying at the screen yes. you know what I mean or in like the the Matt Smith stuff which is where Missy mm-hmm. started coming in is when the um the Doctor Who logo turns around and turns into the TARDIS yeah and the, like the music is going I was just like oh god this music is so great do you know who just got cast in Suicide Squad. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Isn't that fantastic? Who the hell is he going to play? Yeah, yeah, every, yeah, a lot of people are been questioning, like, that cast list. Jesus Christ, is that thing long. Oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and also, who else is in uh, the uh, Sabrina show from a little film called Thor Ragnarok and Thor Love and Thunder coming soon? Uh, and Suicide Squad, by the way. He just got cast in Suicide Squad. Who is it? Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah. I, was, I could see Korg in my head, and I was like, I just couldn't put it together. Yeah, yeah. Taika Waititi, who is now going to be the director of the fourth Thor movie, which is the only Marvel character of the MCU to get a fourth film, not counting the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And he is, of course, the creator of What We Do in the Shadows. And yes. uh, he is in Sabrina. He plays the shopkeep owner that uh, uh, Hilda, Hilda, right? Zelda. Yes. Uh, what's her name from Wonder Woman? Uh, <laughs> uh, works at. So, very cool. Well, that's all the notes I have here. We can keep going geeking <laughs> on about Sabrina and Archie Horror because we love all that stuff. Go oh, check yeah, it out. I it's could on go Netflix. on <laughs> Both shows are on Netflix. Riverdale and Sabrina are on Netflix if you happen to have Netflix. Yeah. So, check them out. We thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on at Goth Girl Horror on Twitter and our individual Twitters at ChrisDSAV. And I'm Mad But Magic. Don't forget to please leave us a rating on iTunes. Don't forget to also send us an email if you wish to contact us at thatradioofhorror at gmail.com. We will read your email on the radio if it is culturally appropriate. Um, (laughs) And we'll be back in two weeks with the next episode of Goth Girl Horror, Issue 7. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Gonna stop tonight Let the villains know That she's looking for a 